0: soon. to season two, episode two of Father and Dad, where we give you a candid inside look at the shared journey of a seminarian on his past to fatherhood and his dad. I'm Dad, P.J. Carraher.
1: And I'm... Uh, father, still God willing, Stephen Carrier. I had to think about that for a second. I almost said son.
0: <laughs> yes, that was close. Yes. Close
1: call. That would have i know Well, we
0: almost, we almost. No, no, no. We almost. I, I got to replay this. We almost called. We were. My original thought on the name of the show was going to be start out calling it father and son and and then when you got ordained switched it switched it to father and dad. Yeah, so I'm all, I'm all just...
1: confused right now for these first couple of years here, but it'll, it'll work itself out in a couple of years. Got it'll work on.
0: itself out, yeah, so stick with us, everybody. We'll straighten out after four years here. <laughs> and actually, that kind of leads into something. Uh, as I say, we'll stick it out after four years and beyond too, but, um, you know, Mom and I were talking after the last episode, mm-hmm. and we were talking about your discernment, which is the discernment <clears throat> towards towards the priesthood, and how we've witnessed from our perspective, how we've witnessed it. Now, granted, so we don't see you every day. We see you when you when you come home for the for the periods you're there. And we've seen through the progress, we've seen you grow more and more, let's say, comfortable for lack of a better word. Um, I don't know if comfortable is the right word. But that's the word I'm going to use right now because it it is definitely I you express yourself more clearly and you're, you see more comfortable in the discernment towards the priesthood. But when I when I was talking to mom about that and I was reflecting, I thought you know our lives we go from that point A, and so the point A for me is when you first told us uh, about you signing up for the seminary to where you're at now. And I know your discernment started before that, but the point is is that our uh, our lives we go through discernment and it takes mm-hmm. time and and I'd love for you to just share with us your reflections on your growth and your discernment specifically with where you were at the start where you're at now and how how did you get there and, and 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 then also with an eye towards other people uh, who are who are thinking the same
1: yeah sure same no yeah and I I think you're right like discernment isn't just for me or guys who are in the seminary thinking about whether or not to become a priest, but I think you hit it right in the head. Discernment is for everybody who wants to live a good Christian life, everybody who mm-hmm. wants to follow God's will, and uh, everyone who yeah. wants to you know live the Christian life. It's good to uh, it's good for discernment. Now, I, maybe it's probably good to maybe define terms here what we mean by uh, yeah. discernment. So, yeah. uh, so discernment. Well, maybe a good way to think about it is you know what discernment isn't. You know, discernment isn't yeah. like. Uh, For example, you know, if I am met with the choice of like, oh, I want to lead like a sinful lifestyle or do I want to lead, do I want to follow Jesus? Like that's not discernment. Like that, that's all, uh, you know, that's pretty much all settled. You know, if you want to live a Christian life, you should live a Christian life and abandon sin. No. But what discernment is, it it comes in when there are multiple goods that you are looking at. So, you know, and and the classic discernment. Uh, that a lot of young people face is discernment of vocation. So, how they're going to live in a structure of committed love uh, for the Lord. So that takes a, a you know, it's a it's a very uh, heavy question. You know, how how am I going to live? Uh, and I for want the to Lord. say one
0: more asp- one more aspect to discernment is you you said what discernment wasn't like that flip of a coin yeah. choice. Also, one thing that discernment is discernment is over a period of time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and that's at least in my opinion, absolutely. in my opinion, it takes time and 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 uh part of the problem of our culture and I'm a victim too. I want everything, boom, oh, I yeah. want it right away. And, and but that's the beauty of discernment. It, it's, that's the true value of life. That's not something you can order up on Amazon and get it delivered the next day. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's something that when you reap the fruits of it, you can be uh, it's. I know pride is a sin, but you can be proud. You can be proud of it. You can. Uh, proud might not be the right word, but I mean it's an accomplishment of
1: our time and our time well spent. Oh, absolutely. So,
0: yeah. So, I'm sorry for cutting. Yeah. Off, no, you're, I
1: I you're totally agree with you. Talking. Yeah. No, you you yeah. saying that it's uh, you know it is a process that takes place over time just really speaks to my my journey of discernment as well because yeah. oh I know definitely around uh, college when I I had uh, kind of a really deep conversion and. I uh, really kind of was thinking about the priesthood and, and again uh, renewed uh, since you know f- renewed from my youth and uh, I was really thinking like oh God you know it would be I, I really want to do this for you but I want to be very sure like this is what you want you d- what you want me to do which is a, it's a very good desire that's an excellent desire to have yeah. oh yeah uh, but you know I came at it like you know it would be great if you could just like. Give me a Saint Paul moment. You know, wouldn't it be great if you just kind of like came down and said like, Stephen, I want you to become a priest, or like, Stephen, I don't want you to become. I'm like, okay, great, I can check that out. Like that, that would be all over. So that'd be that'd be really nice, but. Uh, lo and behold! Uh, spoiler alert: I, I did not receive that, or I have I have not received that yet. If the Lord is going to give it to me, but um, uh, you know, even after three years of seminary, uh, it's still um, you know I'm still you know you know quote unquote waiting for this St. Paul moment. But what I really have found uh, throughout uh, my time, kind of like entering seminary, um, was that. You know, I kind of found sermon in, in a certain in a different sort of light. You know, it kind of wasn't that I'd like to call it like a lightning bolt moment. You know, it wasn't like a lightning flash hit me um, or, or uh, anything like that. But it really kind of is more analogous to like a tree growing. Um, you yeah. know, it starts out with, uh, you know, it's, the vocation kind of starts out in like seed form and you're kind of really excited at the very beginning and you really want to, you know, you really want to get to this big giant oak tree that you know that you will be. But it's a really slow and arduous process. It takes years and years and years to, you know, for the tree to be nourished, for the seed to die and for things to grow. And
0: But I have to say right now, I see now. I, I don't see the little sapling anymore. I see you know. I'm starting to see you know a strong trunk there, <laughs> and, and uh, so maybe yes, there wasn't that St. Paul moment. But oh gosh, yeah. Let me share a real quick story
1: because oh, it has, please, to yeah. with ba- has to do with baseball. Oh, baseball. Cards. Okay, I'll, I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna sit back in <laughs> my chair for now.
0: Actually, I think it was football cards, but anyway, uh, Uncle Dave once he um, uh, saw this thing. He was it was when uh, either Tim or Nick. We collecting cards, and he saw uh this box of like twenty packs of cards, and it says within this box of twenty packs of cards is one pack of all stars mm. and and he thought oh man let's let's just buy the whole box, and we know that one of the packs is going to be all all stars mm-hmm. So he and and Nick, I think it was Nick, I they'd open it up and they'd open a pack of 10 and they'd find, ah, there's just one All-Star in this this one. And they open another pack and it's like, okay, okay, yeah, just one All-Star. And so they went through all the packs and there was no single pack of all All-Stars. But after they'd opened all 20 packs, there was, each pack had one All-Star. They had one pack of All-Stars. Mm-hmm. And so my point is, is that, hey, it didn't hit them as the, Boom! All in, all at one, but over time, mm-hmm. they did get this whole pack of all all stars, and that's so. The analogy is is, hey, maybe you haven't been hit by that 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 bolt of lightning and knocked down off of your horse, but you've still over time you've got you've got that pack of all stars, mm-hmm. and, and I'm wondering, have there been any highlights? and I know I'm throwing you on the spot it's a tough question oh no I'm all for it have have there been any highlights or any touch points for you that have hit you and you felt like oh here's an all star here's an all-star card here, you know, because yeah, right oh, now yeah. you've, you've, you've got a few uh, in your deck. And, and so oh, sure. have there been some along the way? And there, have there been some that you struggled for? And, and I'd really love to hear.
1: Sure. Hear yeah. No, yeah. Thank you. It's, it's good. It's good as a seminarian to like hear that. So, cause you know, in the, in the process of seminary, like you said, it's kind of like, it really is kind of like opening up those packs and you're like, Oh man, I only got one all-star on this one. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of, you get into a, a certain like rhythm, a certain, you know, it's, it's, you know, being a seminarian is a lifestyle. It's certainly like daily habits and a lot of habits, you know, become very monotonous. And so it's really Mm -hmm. good to, to see, to have, you know, people in your life who you can kind of check in with and kind of say like, Hey, you know, you know, have I been growing? And it's, it's always good for a seminarian to hear that. So thank you. Um, uh, yeah, in terms of like specific touch points, I can think of, um, yeah, most of the touch points that I think of, uh, come kind of come through, um, uh, different challenges that I faced, uh, just kind of throughout seminary. Uh, and most of these have to do with, uh, kind of like challenges that come up in prayer. Um, like for example, I remember like very early on in seminary, I was, uh, you know, I I came into seminary with a pretty decent prayer life. I was praying about like 20 minutes a day, you know, doing some meditations, Mm -hmm. but, you know, you enter into seminary and I started doing holy hours and I started, you know, you, you went to mass every day and, uh, and it was beautiful, but, you know, after the honeymoon phase, things start to get a little bit more monotonous, <laughs> and things yeah. start to get a little bit less clear, and uh, yeah. I kind of really didn't have the vocabulary to talk about it with uh, my spiritual director, so I'm, I feel I felt like I was just kind of, like, really limping around that first year in terms of, like, spiritual... Um, okay.
0: Did you? I'm gonna kind of put words in your mouth, but did you feel like you were just going through the routine, going through almost like you were just a student at college? That yeah, sort of almost. Thing? Yeah. Is, yeah,
1: and it kind yeah. of like, and a part of it too is like transitioning uh, from college to seminary. Like it's trying to figure yeah. out, like, okay, how is this similar to college? How is this different mm-hmm. from college? So you're really trying to mm-hmm. figure out exactly, you know, who you are as a seminarian as well. So all of that was playing into. To, to effect as well. And I just kind of remember coming into my second year of seminary, just kind of like, just kind of even wondering where I'm at with discernment. Like, you know, oh, like it, it kind of didn't really feel like the Lord was talking to me too much. You know, it's kind of like I was on my own for a bit. And I brought that to him. We had a retreat at the beginning of the year. I brought that to him and uh, and the retreat was just wonderful. The retreat was just mm-hmm. a, a wonderful beam of light that the Lord just gave. And we went through uh, St. Ignatius's rules for discernment, which gave very practical Mm down-to-earth tips on, you know, how to deal with uh, desolation, which I definitely was in, you know, how Mm -hmm. to prepare for consolation, Uh, you know, how the Lord works in our prayer. And I was just eating it up. It was just so beautiful. And I just remember so many beautiful times, you know, in prayer, just kind of like growing in intimacy with the Lord, just kind of realizing like, oh my gosh, Lord, in that darkness that you gave me my first couple, you know, my first year of seminary, as I was transitioning in, you were preparing me for this moment. You know, you were kind of like letting the seed seed within me die in the ground, so that you'd be able to yeah. nourish it. Um, yeah. and just kind of like realizing that, and just just even soaking with it, just kind of learning. You know, throughout seminary, you kind of really learn how to like spend intimate time with our Lord in prayer, which has been so beautiful. Um, so that that was a huge touchstone as well. All, all these touchstones happen on retreats. It kind of almost feels like, but um, <laughs> well, another huge. But isn't
0: that kind of the point of the retreat? Is to stop. And then, look back at where you 've been, you know what i mean like yeah it 's uh-huh. certainly a part of
1: it it 's also just like a really intense time of intimacy with our lord, so and he has he has plenty yeah. for you, so uh, like I remember <laughs> our, the thirty day silent retreat that I just went on it was yeah. just really huge, and just kind of like first, yeah, like you said, kind of like looking back and seeing how far i 've come and kind of realizing like, oh wow, you know the the sapling's kind of growing, and it's it 's getting a little bit more you know firm and solid and um, strong and it's being nourished, but it's all, it was also a time of pruning, a time of very heavy pruning. So a lot okay. of the work in seminary, a lot of the work in, in, in prayer Uh, is kind of pruning away all things that aren't God and especially, you know, pruning, pruning away at your image of God. You know, how do you see God? Do you see God as like a legalistic lawyer or some sort of like celestial sky police or like just an old man in heaven with a beard who doesn't really care much about you, you know, or do you see him as like, you know, a loving father who is, you know, since, since before time knew you and formed you in your mother's womb and just uh, loves you so much that he sent his, his own son, you know him who was most intimate to him came, you know, God became man so that we could become God and just kind of soaking in those truths and just allowing them to penetrate into the heart. And um, it's, it's just provided just so much intimacy, so much clarity at that, you know, I'm walking down the right path. That's kind of a lot of yeah. seminary. It's just kind of like hearing the Lord's voice, you know, continuing to to affirm that you're walking down the right path, you know, and realizing, too, well, wh- that there's plenty more. There's plenty more steps to take on the journey because it really is a journey. You know, it, it is kind of like I, I was thinking before before even you, you mentioned yeah. the all star pack references. So much of seminary is, is kind of like unwrapping a gift. You know, it's it's like six years of unwrapping a gift, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know sometimes you're like, oh gosh, can I? Is this some more wrapping paper? Like, come on, I really want to like, <laughs> I want to get to the actual thing. You know, I want to I want to start like preaching. I want to start like you know celebrating mass or like why do I have to keep yeah. on? There's so much wrapping paper, but like it's so <laughs> beautiful. Like as you keep on unwrapping, there's just more facets facets that you never you never thought even possible about the priesthood, about you know being a seminarian, about you know following Jesus as as a disciple, as a friend, as um, as a, as a man add- who who needs a savior. It's 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 a really beautiful experience.
0: Let me. Add, so this is uh, what you just described, though. Your approach toward discernment now is a little different than how you described your discernment. Or correct me if I'm wrong. When you were like in college, even thinking about going into the seminary, mm-hmm. and I just want to. I want to kind of touch on, and especially for those who are out there at that start of that discernment mm-hmm. process, weren't you? Will you know? Can you can you maybe talk about how your approach to discernment has matured a little bit as as you've discerned more? I, I, I meaning because I know you've even said that when you're in college, you're like it, it was a little more fearful is not the right word. Maybe anticipatory. A little there was a little more. Um, nervousness is not the right word I'm trying to find the right word here uh, but a little more oh my gosh am I doing this right mm-hmm. and all of that sort yeah. of thing whereas now I'm hearing more confidence even though you're still unwrapping the packages even still you know even though you know there's more pruning you're you're comfortable and confident in that whereas at the start I think you were a little more oh my gosh what am I what the heck am I doing oh yeah
1: no I I, at, I would definitely agree I think the word that probably describes it very nicely as scrupulous, very kind of like, uh, you know, just kind of, you really want to make sure that it's, it's right. And that was definitely where I was at at the very beginning of college. It's like, Lord, like, I really want to go into seminary, but I really want to make sure that it's your will. I want to be like a hundred percent sure that I want to take that first step. And, and really, you know, to anybody who's out there, who's really thinking about it, like if you're thinking about it, uh, you should just go in, like you should really just jump in. Like, it's really like, you know, you, you shouldn't have to, you, you can't expect from the Lord like a huge sign that's, you know, super right. definitive. And I'll tell you what, as, as a man who's continuing on his journey, you know, who's already, I've already yeah. walked some way. Um, it's a beautiful journey to walk. I would, I would be so <laughs> like, I would much rather walk on this journey than, you know, God to, you know, intervene in my life in such a way that did violence to this journey that I've experienced. So like, Mm -hmm. really, I I really would encourage anybody who's at the start, who's kind of like very scrupulously or very fearfully like saying like, well, I want to make a move, but I, I want to be a hundred percent sure. Yeah. You know, that's not faith. That's, that's not trust in the Lord. You know, you, there's a, there's a reason you have the desire in your heart and the thing is, too, like a huge thing about seminary is you're not. You're that's a place of discernment. It's like a school of discernment. You know, you're not. You're not.
0: And that's you, yeah. See, that's the thing. And, and and that's tough. That's. I think that it, I know it was tough on you at the start because once you. It's like once you flip that switch, everybody starts treating you differently yeah. as if you've already. You're already done with discernment. And I, I don't think people fully understand that. and that's a tough that's tough because to, to the layman, to the to people outside, they think, oh, he's inseminated. Boom. He's now yeah, father. He's, a, he's basically it's a like, priest.
1: Yeah. It's kind of funny. Like yeah, you, yeah. you immediately get people asking you like, oh, okay, when do I start calling, calling you father? And that's like a huge, you know, yeah. it's a, it is a huge transition, but I, I will say like, um, you know, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I kind of wish that, I was at the point where I'm at in discernment and the comfort, comfortability with it. When As I was entering seminary, it would have been a lot easier for me coming in. But, you but, know,
0: you know all right, all right, I'm going to stop you there. I agree with you, but in my life, I feel that same way. As uh, I look back, you know, when I was 30, when I was 40, it's like, oh, man, you know, why was I so stupid back mm-hmm. then? Why did I do these things? But it's like, that is part of the process. Mm-hmm. Had I not gone through that anxiety, had I not been an idiot back then, I wouldn't be where I was today. And in a sense, when you're talking even about the 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 the, the person or even you b- before you you entered seminary, how uh, uh, how you were afraid, you know, you're scrupulous and everything like that. It, 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 um, that's part of it too. Mm-hmm. So um, I ha- as I've gotten older, I've learned stop beating yourself up for oh, yeah. the mistakes you made in the mm-hmm, past they're mm-hmm. not it's not necessarily even mistakes for the lack of wisdom you had in the past it's that lack of wisdom that gave you the wisdom that you had now and that's tough for us to say oh sure because it's tough for us to accept that yeah in, but you know i'll tell you what though it's 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 yeah. a
1: beautiful experience like not having that wisdom and then growing to gain that yes. wisdom because it's almost i i think it's almost analogous to like growing up together with like. Um, like a, a girlfriend or like a spouse or something like as you as yeah. the relationship continues to you know maybe at the beginning you might be a little scrupulous and fearful like oh I want to make sure that oh, I don't yeah. say the wrong thing <laughs> you know if I say the wrong thing she's going to leave me or like that oh yeah but like as you you know and I, I found this in my previous relationship as well and from what I hear yeah. from my friends as well but um, you know, as you continue to engage in that relationship and spend time with each other and get to know each other, yeah. and you know, learn, learn, you know, learn things and go through struggles together. Uh, yeah. you get, yep. you, there's a, a certain level of comfortability that you get and it becomes very yes. natural to relate to the other. And yes. that's, it's completely the same thing. It's completely analogous to seminary, except, you know, replace yes. the girlfriend with, you know, our Lord Jesus with Christ is with the church yes. and with, with Christ, yes. you know, at the yes. beginning, it's very scrupulous. You know, it's like, Oh, what, I, I want to make sure that I'm doing everything just right, just right. Yeah. But, you know, as you keep on growing, and growing to know Jesus and going through struggles with him, you know, like going through periods of desolation with him, going through periods of crisis where you're like, I have no idea why I'm still here. Like, Lord, you have to like, you got to help me out right now. Or um, it, and just kind of like going through and coming from those moments just like changed and just so filled with him. So it's, it's really like it's really a beautiful thing to to journey that way and to journey through comfortability. And, and eventually at the at the very end, the goal is. You know to make that vocation that pearl of great price that it talks about in the gospel you know something for which you're so willing to sacrifice your whole life for to protect because at the very end that's 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 the sign of the strong vocation is that commitment you know that that commitment to that loving structured of committed love that you have given yourself to for Christ and the and the coming of his kingdom
0: that's about all the questions I had
1: for you there Steve oh, is, well,
0: is there any I, I know time just flew by here. I know time flies there... when you're having fun. <laughs> is there anything I miss though along this path? That, uh, maybe
1: that, that, I would that, just that, kinda like to add that uh discernment uh is both kind of active and contemplative. So I know we were talking beforehand that yeah. uh, you know yeah. to when you're yeah,
0: yeah, that's, as you're yeah.
1: discerning like I'm especially thinking of guys maybe who are thinking about entering seminary or or anybody who's who's in some sort of situation where discernment is required is You know, Mm -hmm. first, there's a certain sense where you do have to be contemplative, you know, where you do have to turn to the Lord in prayer and ask him for guidance and he will give you guidance. But very often that guidance is active, you know, move, you get the, the old saying is that God can't move the, move a parked car. So if he wants you to be (laughs) a priest and you're just kind of sitting on your butt and saying like, oh man, like it would be nice to be a priest. I feel like You know, the Lord has put a desire in my heart to be a priest, but he hasn't given me that 100% surety that I'm going to be a priest. So I'm not going to go to seminary. Like, come on, man. Like the Lord, like even just the desire is enough to start moving that parked car. So I'd really. It's
0: like that old. There's an old joke on that one. Uh, Sorry. Got to interrupt. Oh, no, I'm for I'm I'm all for old jokes. It was. I'll just get to the punchline. It was like Lord said to to someone. Uh, I, I forgot all the background on. It. It's like okay, you're going to win the lottery, and then the lottery day comes and goes, and the guy's like, "Lord, I didn't win the lottery. Why'd you desert me?" And the Lord says, "Meet me halfway. At least buy a ticket." Mm-hmm. You know,
1: <laughs> that's good. I like that. That's it. That's discernment. Except maybe not with the lottery. Oh darn. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Good try. Sorry. Sorry, but I cut you off, but I just wanted to throw that. No, that's that, it. That's all that I, I wanted to say. It's, it. it's
1: it's both active and contemplative. So so don't right. think that you can't you can have one without the without the other.
0: Okay. Yeah, that that yes, exactly. And also that kind of reminds me of one other thing I wanted to say too, is you know, our life is not life is not stationary. No. Meaning we we are maybe not discerning, but we are making choices as you said like with the how it's been pruning the tree and growing the tree mm-hmm. And you know that tree of life is always growing, and we're always moving. And if we aren't pruning or nurturing the tree, it's gonna do. It's gonna happen without us, and mm-hmm. we're gonna end up. We're gonna end up somewhere by accident. Yep. Uh, and that's not why we're put here. We're, we're we've been given reason and, and faith to to guide where we head towards, and and to discern absolutely where, wherever we're going. And, we're called uh, to use that. Exactly, we are called to use that, and if we don't, we're going to end up somewhere, and it's you don't get somewhere good by accident. So. Yeah, you don't get to heaven
1: accidentally. So,
0: <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. But uh, okay, anything else,
1: Stephen? Did that I? That's great. Uh, that I think this about? is this is good.
0: Great, great. Well, that's a wrap. Um, th- uh, thank you for everything today. Uh, and then for our listeners, uh, there is no charge, as we've said, for Father and Dad, but we do ask for one form of payment. If you like what you've heard tell two friends. And uh, thank you for listening and we'll see you next month. He came down to earth from heaven who is is God and Lord of all and his shelter was a stable and his grave